Welcome to the Middle Class to Millionaires podcast, a no-nonsense show designed to help you punch fear in the face and create the life you've always dreamed of. Now, here are your hosts, Vince and Christian. Hey guys, welcome back to the Middle Class to Millionaire podcast. Um, we had a lot of good input on our last on our last show, so what we're going to do is kind of expand a little more into the mindset portion, but taking it into what kind of contributes to the success and the mindset part as well. I'm here with my co-host, Vince Russell. Not to be mistaken with Bill Johnson. I'm not actually Bill Johnson. Yeah, and my name is not Christian, like I said. (laughs) So anyhow, we're going to get this thing started. So Vince, what do you believe are the critical things needed for that, that success? Well, the first part that, that I think you need is drive and desire. A friend of mine who listened to the first episode told me about this um, article talking about Kobe Bryant. So I'm just going to kind of touch on that a little bit, and then, and then we'll kind of get into it. Um, so back in 2016, Kobe Bryant was accepting an award at the ESPYs, which is you know ESPN's award show. He was telling everyone who was there, he said, we're not on this stage just because of talent or ability. We're up here because of 4 a.m. We're up here because of two days and five days. We're up here because we had a dream and we let nothing stand in our way. If anything tried to bring us down, we used it to make us stronger. So that's what I call drive, and it'll flow into determination later. Um, the two are kind of one. It's belief, it's desire. It's a crazy mindset that really isn't so crazy. There are so many people who are more talented than, than you or me, you know, uh, more talented than Kobe or Michael or Brady. Mm-hmm. Or insert whoever you want here. But the at the end of the day, it doesn't come down to who's more talented, as we talked about in episode one. Mm-hmm. It comes down to who's willing to do things that other people aren't willing to do to get the results that others won't. Right. No, I, I definitely agree with that. And I think, I mean, aside from having the correct mindset, because, you I mean, you can you can read the um, the books all day long. You can read the quotes all you can post as many quotes on your instagram as you want right (laughs) motivational quotes you still there's still the gap that's needed before the action phase and like vince was saying you know um drive is is one of them for me personally i think it's one of them is discipline right so like um last in the last show we talked about one of my goals being leaving my w2 and uh well guys guess what (laughs) i am (laughs) no longer employed by the man i do not have a w2 and now it's time to make some i feel like uh you know i've been a lion in in, in a cage just going back and forth mm-hmm. but now they let the lion loose they so did now it's time to really you know up my game and like i like i mentioned in the last podcast before i had many projects going on while i had a w2 job um two flips airbnb stuff and now my time is going to be focused, hyper-focused into this since uh, my eight hours a day are back. And now it's really time to get moving. But but since being on this journey, uh, for me personally, I think now you, I really have to focus in on the discipline part because it's so easy to, now that I don't have to wake up at 6 o'clock anymore, 6.30, now to be disciplined to say, I could easily just sleep in today because I don't have a job to go to. Mm-hmm that's not the case you have to be disciplined enough to do what it takes and continue that discipline even if it's small steps i think i think a lot of people get caught up on 
you know, they think of it like a staircase. They, they see this big staircase and that's the goal. That's the end goal is the staircase. But all they, all they're looking at is the big view of the staircase and they don't see the step by step that it really, so even if it's a small thing, you know, running, analyzing deals for 10 minutes a day or whatever the case may be, those are the small steps to eventually lead you up to the top of the staircase. Mm-hmm. So yeah. can we, can we, are you at liberty to tell people what happened? Oh, sure. All right. So let me, let me be, cause real. I have, I have something to say after you. Okay. Let me be real with you guys. Right. So, um, and this can happen to anybody. It, it doesn't matter if you've been, um, at your job for 20 plus years. It doesn't matter if you are the best employee. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter any of that. At the end of the day, if you're working at a W-2 job, you're replaceable, you're a number. Do you really think that they truly, truly care about your family? And Some do. Some I got to put in that caveat. Some okay, do. Some do, but... But most don't. But you're still replaceable. I mean, if the business if the business isn't doing well, they have to lay people off. That's just that's just the nature of, of, of the business. So anyhow, I was I was let go and it was two weeks before I had planned on putting in my formal notice. And of course it was for something that was uh, was out of left field and it, it didn't it didn't make any sense to me. It didn't matter. I wasn't gonna dig into the the real reason why HR had their reason and uh, it, it wasn't it was just yeah, and we don't have to go into it. And yeah, it was just unexpected. But I that that day that it happened, it was pretty shocking because, like I said, it was it was it was a surprise. And then I had to formulate my thoughts. It was almost like a blessing, really, because I had my two flips were closing on Friday, and then the following Tuesday got another Airbnb launched. So it came in good time. If I if it hadn't been for the real estate stuff that I had been doing, uh, I'd probably be in in a lot worst place right now but i'm not yeah and i'm gonna steal that quote from ed again you know life doesn't happen to you it happens for you and i was telling my wife the other day i think after you and i talked about you know when you got let go i said and i think i told you this too i said i think this is gonna be one of the greatest things that's ever happened to you yeah you know like you had planned on leaving your job but this kind of forced you to really getting not not that you were not in serious mode because you're a serious guy but now it's like sink or swim Mm -hmm. so now you have to do Mm -hmm. the things that you wanted to do and were doing to succeed yeah you know before i had that quote-unquote security right Um, a lot of people believe that being at their job they they get a sense of security so that's i mean that's why a lot of people don't even take the entrepreneurship route because there's no security there there's no you know uh, health benefits and all that 401k the mm-hmm. stuff that a lot of people uh, believe is is truly beneficial to them and not to say that everyone wants to be an entrepreneur and you know everyone wants to take that path of risk because some people just i guess are content being at their jobs so it takes us it takes a certain person to be an entrepreneur, to take the risk. And this is what we're talking about today. Yeah. <clears throat> so in this article, I'm going to steal a little bit more from that article that I was talking about that my friend shared with me. So the article goes on to say, if the dream is small, then there's no point to do the things that others won't if your end goal is not something extraordinary. There's no, there's just no reason for the 4 a.m.s. 
But if the dream is big, the game changes. The 4 a.m.s and the 2 days become intentional choices. The hard things over the easy. Uncomfortable things become routine. The discipline to put off instant gratification is the standard process. People will say you're obsessed, you're not normal. And they're right because it's not a normal journey. A big dream is something extraordinary, very different from what is normal or customary. So I think in this um, journey that we're on in the entrepreneur space, whether it's you're starting a business or you're a real estate investor or whatever it is, for those of us who who don't want to work a job, and again, if you, if you like your job, that's awesome. But for those of us who you know, want to work from home, who want to record a podcast in their garage like we are right now in my garage... You know, you've got to do crazy things. You got to put in the extra effort. You've got to, you've got to get uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, it it sucks waking up at four a.m. Mm-hmm. I woke up at four o six this morning, and I was like, man, I should just sleep in. But I was like, no, I had to prepare for this podcast. Yeah. So I could have slept till six, but then I take the risk that my kids are going to be up or whatever. You mm-hmm. know, so I was like, well, I got to get up. And not that this podcast is an extraordinary dream, but it's just the, the moral of the story is we have to get uncomfortable if we're going to be, you know, financially free or yeah. to be millionaires or to be whatever it is that we want to do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that's, I think that's very true, Vince. Um, one of the one of the things that you have to be OK with doing is is disrupting the status quo. Right. So, like, you have to be OK with. You, you, when as you as you take this journey of you know being an entrepreneur or starting the business or ch- even just growing your mindset having the growth mindset you're going to find that a lot of people that you knew or know are going to start to you know kind of drift away from you even they so, you know your closest people are going to support you and some some might not because they they might say something like well why can't you be grateful for what you have um, you know, why, why can't you just have a normal job like everybody else? Or why aren't you, why aren't you content with what you make right now? Right, right. Can yeah. I, can I say something to that? Yeah. My wife talked about this when we were listening to the episode on our way back from Waco the other day. There were some things that, um, I feel like I needed to expound on from the first episode that I didn't maybe clarify. So the point of, of me personally, and I, I think you share the same beliefs I don't want to be a millionaire or to be wealthy just for the sake of being wealthy. Sure. That does nothing because when I die, all that stays here. There, we want to be wealthy for the things that we want to do for other people. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that we want to do is to be able to fund or to give very generously to organizations that are you know making an impact around the world, whether it's organizations who are fighting human trafficking or it's orphanages or churches that are doing things you know uh, we feel that 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 we're the hands and feet and we feel that we feel that god can use wealthy people to fund the things that he wants to do it's not to say that god can't create money out of thin air which he obviously could but he uses people who have money to further his kingdom and to fund the things that he has a heart for you, you got to put into perspective, you know, if, you know, we're doing this not for the purpose of being rich or anything like that or having, like, the money is not, not the thing that we're chasing. You know, we, we all have to have, you have to establish your why, right? Like, why are you doing it? So I know for Vince, you know, he gets the opportunity to uh, watch his, his kids grow up, right, and do the things mm-hmm. that 
he wants to do with his family and it's gonna it's the same for me i want to be able to spend time with my family watch watch my kids grow up not have to request when i want to go on vacation for real yeah you know like not have to ask my boss hey can i take a day off because i need to go to the dentist or whatever the case may be guess who asked their boss off friday to go to waco me. Not you. Me. Guess who my boss is? Oh, you. Me. There you go. So I went to Waco. Yeah. So <laughs> you have the freedom. So what what we're doing here is when you're you know, you're buying your time back essentially when you're creating your own wealth. You're you're getting those forty, fifty, sixty hours a week back that you were once committing to another employer. So that's one of the reasons that we you know, we, we choose this lifestyle. Um, another for me specifically is like I you know, my wife and I were talking about this yesterday. Uh, have a big heart for the homeless and I want to uh, we're actually planning um, something here soon where we're able to um, you know go out and give them some some essential things that they you know they uh, bags uh, razor toothpaste soap all that all that good stuff just handing them out some bags with a bible in it or something and just just you know really you know I'm not I don't I'm, we're not building wealth just to hold it all for ourselves you know and people have a misconception that you know the greedy are are rich i mean i'm sorry the rich are greedy mm-hmm. which is not necessarily true of course you're going to run into your 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 rich guy that that cares all about himself you can say the same thing about right people who are not as well off right for sure they hoard their money because so I, it's a scarcity yeah. mentality exactly and i believe it all comes from your heart right so if you were greedy before you got wealthy you're probably just going to be more greedy or if you were you had a giving heart before you became wealthy you're going to have an even bigger heart because a bigger giving heart because you have more resources and capability to give to others Mm -hmm. fully agree yeah so i mean that's that's one of the reasons i want to be able to build that yep and then obviously to leave a legacy for our kids and family leave something behind for them you know yeah i mean exactly i mean i think Brandon Turner from Bigger Pockets does this thing where when his first kid was born, he bought them a house essentially. And, and when they turn 18, he'll give it to them so they can either sell it and do what they want you know, with their career. Or if they want to continue in real estate, they have that option too. But he, he bought them a house and it's been building equity and he has a tenant in it. So it's been the loan's been paid down. And, and now he's leaving them like over 100 single family rentals to do what they want with if they want to you know sell their portion and travel the world well they have the option to or mm-hmm. that's if, great if they want to go to law school then they have the option to sell it. it it's all it's all it's in their hands so that's really cool yeah well let's hop back on over to kind of where we're going after mindset and drive i, I wanted to throw in a couple things here and you even if you're a believer or not this is just from from proverbs and i feel like it's just some good wisdom uh, Proverbs fourteen twenty three says, "Diligent hands will rule, but laziness ends in forced labor." That I think is the NIV, but the ESV English Standard Version says, "In all toil there is profit, but mere talk tends only to poverty." And then uh, Proverbs thirteen four said, "A sluggard's appetite is never filled, but the desires of the diligent are fully satisfied." Mm-hmm. You know, with this drive that you have, you've got to put in the work. You've got to put in the, and I know we just talked about, you know, leaving your job to not work, but there, there is going to be that grind <laughs> oh, yeah. that you have to get into, you know, sure. we're, you and I are building an Airbnb 
empire right now and it's yeah after we get the unit set up it's kind of smooth sailing but the initial buying all the stuff and then furnishing the place putting everything together which we need to start paying people to do hiccups yeah hiccups you miss stuff you forget stuff you got to go to target 14 times (laughs) you got to work we could talk about being rich all day we could talk about how we're going to build an airbnb empire we talk about how we're going to flip houses but if we're not actually doing it and we're not working yeah we're going to be sleeping in a cardboard box yeah because we haven't done anything to get there yep so i think proverbs is you know pretty spot on mere talk just leads to poverty right so you can talk about it all day but if you don't do it i agree so a lot of people get stuck on like the taking action part because a lot of people have the analysis paralysis thing going they get stuck they don't they don't believe they they know everything so they can't do it and they never even take the action um so i i believe that even you don't have to know there's there's two ways you can go about it right so um you can get with a mentor have someone show you the process that way you're not making costly mistakes that people that don't know that just jump in um go that that can happen um but you also end up in the real estate world paying 15 20 grand for courses um (laughs) you know some those the gurus that uh, a lot of people call them no hud gurus I got suckered into one of those. Yeah, and so you're paying how much was yours? I've never said this publicly. Okay, twenty grand. Okay, so but me doing that eventually paid off because of some of the people I met in that program who sure. I've done deals with. I actually bought a house from one of them. She's a friend of mine now, you know, and now I have I don't know thirty some thousand dollars equity from that house. But I got suckered into that program, but it pushed me even harder in real estate not only did having our kid my first kid push me but having to pay off twenty thousand dollars of debt because i took out debt to pay for this stupid program yeah that pushed me even harder to succeed because i had to pay off all that debt from the first house that went wrong and then Uh the debt from the guru program yeah so So, not to say that there's not advantages i mean of course networking is one of the biggest things in, in real estate um who you know who, who can who's able to assist you because you've assisted them etc but you don't necessarily need to go that route i mean everything i've learned i learned from books um i did the first deal that i did i got with a partner i, I got with vince here and he you know he kind of walked me through everything on, on how to do it you know i brought i brought the money in and got the investor and uh, i mean it's valuable knowledge even if you have to partner with someone on your first deal don't be afraid to do that because you know now you're you're splitting the risk you're Mm -hmm. learning in the process and it it was just a great experience and i mean it really after that like i was i was like i'm ready to go i can i'll do the rest of them on my own after that yeah and then you did two right after yeah on your own yeah and those two are the ones that just closed when you got laid off yeah yeah which is it's great because if you would have split that with me, obviously it'd be you know about half of what you have now yeah. sitting in the account. Yeah, we don't need to split that. Yeah, that's okay. I mean, if you want to give me you know a couple couple of G's for the education for yeah. my guru program, I, I do that whenever I have you as my listing agent. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, so I mean, it's just the taking action part uh, really stumps a lot of people from what I you know I've talked to, and I think just taking the risk 
I mean, because with great risk equals equals great reward, right? With great power comes great responsibility. Oh wow! Spider Man, huh? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got a quote. I got a quote here. I want to read from uh, Robert Kiyosaki. Kind of what you're just saying. You're only poor if you give up. The most important thing is that you did something. Most people only talk and dream of getting rich. You've done something. So he, this quote comes from the Rich Dad Poor Dad book. He's talking about you know taking action. So this. Sorry if I stole the show real quick, but I felt oh, that yeah. led right into it is determination. You know, you've got to, you've got to determine in your mind that you're mm-hmm. going to succeed. Mm-hmm. Again, you can talk all day, like Proverbs says, but if you're not actually doing it, you're not going to get anywhere. Idle talk. You got to talk? No, idle. Idle talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you had a TED talk you're about to blast on us. Um, but the key here, it, you know, is like you were saying a minute ago and we said on the first episode... The key is to keep doing something, putting in those reps. It's the same thing when you're going to the gym. You can't expect to lift weights one time and automatically be Arnold or The Rock. You've got to consistently put in the effort, put in the reps, keep coming back, keep pushing to get those results. I'm going to talk about Robert again, but he says, Winners are not afraid of losing, but losers are. Failure is part of the process. People who avoid failure also avoid success. Mm, that's good. Mm, mm-hmm. So along with determination, I think it's extremely important to have a growth mindset, right? So um, if you if you don't have a growth mindset, you're not going to be able to to dream big and you know push the boundaries of your ideas to new levels, right? With any business entrepreneur journey, you're going to have obstacles, you're going to have challenges. Um, you just have to recognize you have to look at them in a different perspective right because you, you can you can think oh man I just lost 10 20 grand on something and um, you know that and and so that experience that past experience um, if you carry it with you continuing forward you're gonna have fear uh, you're gonna you're gonna have you know the analysis paralysis you're not gonna be able to grow past that. From, because you remember that that experience so if you start looking at it in a different light and realize that it was a learning experience a valuable learning experience it'll help you grow into the person that you need to be uh, to be able to to achieve any goal essentially mm-hmm. yeah um, so it, it's you know it's it's having a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset right if you have a fixed mindset you're not going to accomplish anything and you, the first thing actually is to is to uh, be aware and, and, and see if you have a, a fixed mindset, right? So uh, really study yourself, look at yourself and, and ask yourself, do I have a fixed mindset? Do I, you know, do things scare me? Do, you know, do my goals scare me? Um, but I mean, it's okay for goals. This is not to say you can't be scared, right? Because all of us have mm-hmm. some fear at some point, you know, mm-hmm. when you first launched the first Airbnb and, you know, we we're just sitting there like, you know, I know I was, I was like, man, I hope, I hope we get some bookings, <laughs> like, cause you yeah. don't know. You're just like, cause that's coming out of our pocket if we don't get uh-huh. any bookings. So there's a little fear there, but the, the, you know, the ability to push past the fear is, is really what's key. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to, I'm using Robert a lot because for this, for this episode, I, I prepared by looking at Rich Dad Poor Dad quotes because that book is just so key to shifting your mindset. When I read that book, my mindset literally changed about everything. It was a really good book. And if you guys, um, he also has this book called Cashflow Quadrant, mm-hmm. um, which he talks about. I don't, I don't remember if he talked about uh, living in a car with his wife 
in the in Rich Dad, but he talks about it in Crash Flow Quadrant, and a lot of people, his family were like, well, why are you doing this? Like, why, you know, why do you feel the need to, why can't you just get a regular job? <laughs> and, but no, that's not what he was about. He, he had determination. He was driven. He had, he had extreme focus on what he wanted. It wasn't just like a broad goal. He knew exactly what he wanted. And within three years, he achieved a net worth of uh, seven figures. Um, and That's amazing. Com- coming from sleeping in a car to being able to do that is is great. It's awesome. So I think you know with with these key things, it'll help you get there. Mm-hmm. So he, the quote I was going to read is: "If you're the kind of person who has no guts, you just give up every time life pushes you. If you're that kind of person, you'll live all your life playing it safe, doing the right things." Saving yourself for something that never happens. Then you'll die an old, boring man. Hmm. You don't want to be an old, boring man. Uh-uh. Especially if you're a lady, you want to be a, an old... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't want to... I mean, think about it. You don't want to be... Well, you know, kind of jumping back to the uh, working for someone. At least me personally. I don't want to work till I'm 50, 60, and then have another 11 years to really enjoy my life. Right? Can you imagine that? Why would I work... From let's just say 22 to 65, if that's supposed to, when you're supposed to retire. Yeah. So I'm supposed to work 43 years of my life to live off of my retirement and Social Security to only enjoy about 20 years of my life if I live to be 85. Yeah. So I'm supposed to work twice that to enjoy half that. Right. Uh, that doesn't sound good to me. Yeah, that's not a good deal for me. <laughs> I, I, I want to enjoy it's my gonna life. It's going to be a no. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be no for me, dog. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, I, I think that's 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 good there, Vince. Um, so I think another another big one for me, man, is is uh, gratitude. Mm-hmm. This is huge for me, and and even in our household, I you know I'm always harping on on gratitude, being grateful, even for the small things, even for the things that go wrong. You know, it it, it it's just being able to cultivate gratitude. Um, for not only for yourself when you know but also being for other people's success you know the people around you you know it will really just when you're grateful for stuff it really puts you in a positive mindset and a consistent positive mindset too which is which is extremely important so when when i wake up i wake up and i'm thankful for you know thankful to to the lord for both hands fingers Mm -hmm. you know eyes you know the ability the, the mindset that i've been able to grow food roof everything yeah even if it's something that that you don't want to do like you know i have to go do xyz today i'm gonna pull a 16 hour shift today be thankful and grateful for that 16 hour shift because there's people that are not even able to work Mm -hmm. you know there's people that are currently living under a bridge yeah i like how you talked about being I remember how you worried about being happy for other people when they succeed. Mm-hmm. However, you just said it. Yeah, yeah. What's the What's one of the things that you and your wife don't say in your household? Well, we have five things. Mm-hmm. What's What's the one I'm talking about right now? Uh, it must be nice. Can't say that. Yeah, we can't say that in our household. So it must be nice. I don't know how, or I can't. I don't have time. Huge. Mm. I hear it so much, so so much. Listen. If if your passion and your and you have a goal and a dream, you got to make the time. You do. There's just no excuse around it. Mm-hmm. You know, if someone tells me, "Well, I just don't have time to read that book," I'm gonna look at them and say, "That's an excuse." <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I'm just it is. 
I uh, the comment I made on the first episode about binge watching Netflix I had a couple people joke around with me about that one, but it's true, you know. If you're listening to this show, I feel like you're the person who the type of person who who wants to succeed in business or who wants to you know pursue their dreams. So forgive me if I'm not sugarcoating things for you and telling you all these happy stories, but. I'm just going to be frank. I'm, I think I'm known for being pretty blunt. Who's Frank? Uh, this guy. Okay. Yeah. But if you've got a dream, you got to make time, period. Quit, quit watching your shows. Quit mm-hmm. going to the bars. Quit yeah. doing whatever it is that's not getting you to your end goal. Right. Time is so valuable and life is so short. I mean, I'm 33 now. I've been out of the Marine Corps for 10 years. You're old. I am old. 10 years. That's twice as long as I was in. It seems just like yesterday I was stepping onto the yellow footprints. Mm. And now I'm 33 years old, 15 years later. Time, I mean, a lot has happened in those 15 years, but time is so short. We get one life. Right. We get one chance to make as big an impact as we can. Right. So if, and again, we talked about this in the first episode. It's cool if you want to watch TV to relax and all, but if that's all you're doing. Yeah. And it's, it's getting you nowhere, and you're literally wasting your life sitting in front of a TV. Right. When you could be out there pursuing, pursuing your dreams that aren't not just going to have an impact for you, but they're going to have an impact for your kids. Right. For your wife, for mm-hmm. your husband, wh- whoever it is. That's what's important. The people's lives that you change. Oh, Not that TV show that you're going to forget about in a year from now. Right. And and this is not to say that you can't watch TV. Or I'm not entrep- saying you can't. Us as entrepreneurs, I mean, sometimes... I'll throw something on the background while I'm working, um, or we'll watch movies every now and then. But it's not; it's 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 being disciplined and not making it a focus of yours. You need to. That's make, what I'm trying to say. Yeah, you need to make the goal the focus, not everything else. So, you know, stop scrolling uh, on Instagram for an hour, Facebook. Oh, Facebook's freaking endless pit. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if listen, if the first thing you do when you wake up is is grab your phone and scroll through Facebook. You're, that's essentially what you're doing is you're setting up your day, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're if you're getting all this bad stuff, all this negative, you know, stuff on social media, news, if you, that's the first thing you're waking up to, that's how you're gonna set up your day up. Yeah, you've already set the pace for your day, right? I think it, was this in the Miracle Morning? I know Ed Milet talks about this. He doesn't touch his phone for the first thirty minutes when he wakes up. Yeah, yeah. He does, he, he he does prayer and meditation, or mm-hmm. he works out, or. He has a couple other things that he does, but he won't even look at his phone for like the 30, first 30 minutes to an hour. And that's that's something good to practice. I mean, I've, I've started implementing that, and it's it's just... That's hard. It is hard. I don't even it do is that, hard so because props to you. Yeah, you know, you wake up, and like, you see your phone, and you see all these notifications, and you you want to start, you want to click on it, and read it, and all the... Tech, Vince always texts me at four in the morning, so <laughs> I wake up, I and I hope you got do not disturb on. <laughs> I, t- I wake up to all these texts and I'm reading them and that's the first thing you want to do because you know it's just it's just what's common to us today that's what's one thing that you can do to start disciplining yourself on the small things because once you start being able to be disciplined on the small things it leads to the discipline that will it'll take for the big things mm-hmm. um, and and just just like waking up you know early it's just it's a discipline thing you know it's it's being disciplined to and, and that discipline will lead to being able to achieve the goals that you want. Right. It's, it's creating habits. Right. You're exactly. Getting, you're it, getting, you're disciplining yourself to create habits, whether they're just these small habits 
they eventually bleed over into the bigger things that mm-hmm. you're trying to do. Yeah, it's just like when you say you're on a diet, right? And then you're like, you're on, you say, oh, I'll just, I'll just eat this small thing. You know, it's no biggie. <laughs> and then, the, and then two days from then, oh, I'll just, I'll, I'll eat this slurp, drink the slurpee. It's no biggie. But yeah, <laughs> no one drinks slurpees, but around us anyway. But anyway, so um, it's those small things that you're, you're basically you're giving in to the discipline. And what you don't realize if you zoom out bigger picture is that you're 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 creating a habit of giving in so Mm -hmm. you need to be able to be disciplined enough to keep that keep that diet you know be disciplined because big picture it's going to lead to the ultimate discipline that you need Mm -hmm. that also ties into um being disciplined to not give up when life pushes you you know like when something hard uh happens to you to not give up you're creating a habit to succeed, really. The uh, next thing that I, I wanted to talk about, and we can kind of be brief on this one so we don't go seven hours on this podcast, but is introspection. One of the things that um, stuck with me at my wedding, October 30th will be five years, my best man said something that has stuck with me since since that day. He, he was talking about me because, you know, the best man talks about the the groom and the, the maid of honor talks about, you know, the bride. So he, he's talking about me. And he, one of the things he, he said is that I'm very introspective, which I didn't actually realize at the time. I just thought I was very critical of myself. I, I'm constantly looking at myself to see how I can change. So I think one of the um, keys to success is to be introspective. Um, going back to Robert Kiyosaki, if you realize you're the problem, then you can change yourself, learn something and grow wiser. Don't blame other people for your problems. Oof, that's good. Yeah. So I'm reading Extreme Ownership. It's a book by two former Navy SEALs. And if you've ever seen a picture of these dudes, holy cow, they're like massive beasts. They make Thor look like a pencil. (laughs) (laughs) But the premise of the book is talking about ownership of literally everything in your life, good or bad, that happens to you or the outcomes that take place. If something goes wrong, it's ultimately your fault. You didn't set the expectations, be it for someone who was working for you or a friendship, etc. Look at what went wrong and see how you played a part in that thing going wrong. That's introspection. Then take ownership of it. Make the corrections and keep moving forward. I think this is a quote from the book. For leaders, the humility to admit and own mistakes and develop a plan to overcome them is essential to success. The best leaders are not driven by ego or personal agendas. They are simply focused on the mission and how best to accomplish it. So I think... Being successful is constantly taking a look at yourself and seeing how you can change and how you can get better. Right. And if you don't admit when you're wrong and you can't change things about yourself that aren't right, you're just going to be stuck. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's good. And even just practicing taking, like he says, extreme ownership, which is essentially responsibility for everything that happens to you, even if it even if it's not your fault. Like if you, you're heading to work and you're leaving at the time that you usually do, you do, and there's traffic, you know, you show up late. Don't let your first response be, well, it's traffic. It's not my fault. No, it is your fault. How about you, you know, do a little bit of research on your ways or whatever apps you use. Mm-hmm. Just just practice taking extreme ownership and extreme responsibility for everything that happens to you. And I mean, you'll just by doing that, you'll create a, a good habit for success. So true. Yeah. You, yeah, because you yeah if you're going to work you should never be late yeah. and the marine corps this is one of the things i hate about the marine corps which i now love i always wonder why do i have to be 15 minutes early 
I thought huh. if I have to be at work at 7.30, well, then I'm going to get to work at 7.30. Yeah. No, you need to be there at 7.15. Right. You need to be there 15 minutes prior. And I was always like, that's just the stupidest thing. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't. It was something that they were teaching me without me knowing, and now I cannot stand being late. Mm-hmm. If we're on time, if we have to be somewhere at 8, and we get there at 8, mm-hmm. in my mind, we're late, and I hate it. <laughs> so <laughs> I like being... As early as possible, and that's that's hard sometimes it when can be, you have yeah. a family. But like you were saying, if you're late to work, it's your fault. Right. No matter what happened, it's your fault. Mm-hmm. Because if you would have planned to be there 15 minutes prior, if even if a wreck would have happened or if traffic was bad, you gave yourself that that wiggle room mm-hmm. to be on time. Right. So you just gotta. I mean, you literally mm-hmm. have to take ownership of everything. If your wife is doing something that just annoys you, or y'all had a fight, okay, and you even if you feel like it's her fault. What did you do to cause that fight to happen? Where where did you fail in that part? Mm-hmm. What expectation did you not set? Or what expectation did you have of your wife that she could never fulfill? Mm-hmm. You know, it's constantly, um, yeah, just taking ownership of everything. Mm-hmm. It, and Jocko talks about this in the book, but I mean, he, I think he was actually talking about it on Bigger Pockets because he was on their their podcast, but. He literally takes ownership of everything that goes wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so rare. But yeah, you have to practice it. Yeah. (laughs) And it's hard, especially really as humans, but as men, we have an ego and we don't want to be wrong. But if we're going to be these successful people, it's just something you got to do. Suck it up. Yeah. Buttercup. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and then, you know, blaming other people just. It really shows a what's called what we call a victim mentality, mm-hmm. and you know there's just you stop blaming people for your problems. You know it's not your fault. It's it's your fault that you didn't get that promotion. It's your fault that you know you didn't do X Y Z. It's no one else's fault. It's not the government's fault. Mm-hmm. It, it's not the president's fault. It's not your <laughs> parents' fault. It's nobody's fault but your own. Yep. You know, and if you, if you have to sit back and ask yourself, well, do I, do I have a victim mentality? And once you're able to identify that, change it, stop blaming people, uh, you know, others for things that happen to you. And, you know, um, you know, opportunities don't have them. You create them, right? Yeah. So start changing it. And I mean, you can change it and go from there. I mean, just take a different perspective of your life and the things that happen to your life. Yeah, so that's good. So uh, the last the last point I had is belief. You have to believe that you have what it takes. Even if you don't right now, you need to teach yourself. Train yourself to believe you do because deep down we all do. We all have what it takes to succeed, mm-hmm. to make something of ourselves, to leave behind a legacy, to make an impact, to affect change. Andy Frisella put out an email this morning talking about a relentless pursuit. All the people who succeeded in life, according to Andy, knew and valued the reason why they were doing what they were doing more than they feared the pain. So they they had their why, and then they believed that what they were doing was worth way more than any fear of failure or of not succeeding. They believed that they could do it, and they pushed past all those other things that we've talked about. I know that's the short and sweet version, but you've got to make your mind up and believe that you can do it. So there's this, <laughs> there's this uh, well-known speaker, international, his name's Tony Robbins. He says, people who succeed have momentum. The more they succeed, the more they want to succeed. And the more they find a way to succeed. 
On the other side, when someone else is failing, the tendency is to go on a downward spiral that can't even become a self-fulfilling prophecy. So, I mean, it, you just have to start building that momentum. That belief will get you to, you know, that first step of, or that first bit of success, right? Oh, well, I just, I just analyzed my first deal or I just, I just closed on my first house, just closed on my first investment property. Keep it rolling, you know, keep, keep the momentum going. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to see people like, like say, well, it's just luck. You know, you're getting all this luck. Well, no, it's not really luck. It's, it's the hard work that you're putting in. It's that momentum that you're getting from the first, you know, signs of success. And you're just going to keep, it's a snowball effect. You're right? stacking it. Yeah. Compound, stacking your compound effect. Yeah. There's a, a book called the compound effect, which I, I listened to the other day, quick read essentially just talks about, you know, snowballing your efforts and your energy. And from year one to year five, if you're continuing to snowball it, you're going to be, you know, where you want to be on day from day one. Yeah, that's good, man. So, um, if we're wrapping it up, I'm going to leave it with one more quote, unless you have anything else. No, I think that's okay. it. Okay. So I saw this on Facebook this morning. Facebook, you know, the endless pit. <laughs> Success isn't the result of arrogance. It's the result of belief. It's Conor McGregor who said that. So you've got to believe that you can succeed. I mean, just period. If you can believe that you were made to do great things, believe that you were created to... Um, to be that Kobe Bryant type person who, I mean, Kobe Bryant was known for just being relentless in his pursuit of becoming one of the greatest. Mm-hmm. You know, so many people talked about him, you know, after he passed away a couple of weeks ago. And I didn't know a lot of that stuff about him that he was like, dude, he was hardcore. Yeah. You know, like he literally wanted to be the best. He truly had the mindset that was needed to be the most successful in his, and he's known as one of the great, uh-huh. one of the greatest. Yeah. Yeah, he's pro- yeah, probably one of the all-time greats. So, But he, he believed that he was going to be one of the greatest. And then he put in the work. He didn't have a lazy mentality. Oh, heck no. No. <laughs> I, I, I think in that article, like, he, he was shooting baskets in the dark. You know, like, he's, yeah. he's putting in the hours that no one else would put in. You know, when everyone else is leaving after a game, you know, maybe he was the one that stayed behind to shoot extra baskets. Or he showed up before practice, you know. Yeah, he even says, I have nothing in common with lazy people who blame others for the lack of success. Great things come from hard work and perseverance. No excuses. That's from Kobe? That's from Kobe. That's good. And so, I mean, even even start practicing going the one step, you know? if, if Instead of doing those 20 push-ups that you do every night, do 25. Instead of analyzing that one, that five deals a day, analyze six. Instead of making those 20 phone calls or whatever... Call 25. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's what Ed does. Ed, Ed Milet talks about that. He always does that one extra rep. Yeah. Whether it's at the gym or making phone calls. Right. It's that one extra, you know, you put in just that amount of extra work. So you're not just doing the minimum that you right. set in your mind. Yeah. That's good. Well, we hope this, uh, we hope this show really, you know, gave you all some tips on how to um, succeed, to change your mindset and to, you know, to better yourself. Yeah, and we really put thought into this. We don't just throw stuff together and we really, you know, take the time to research and think about what content we're, content we're giving you guys and the things that we use in our own personal uh, business ventures that help has helped us succeed and, you know, hope that it can help you guys as well and get, even get you out of that, even if you're first starting out, get you out of that first, that comfortable spot you're in, you know, and, and get you to stop settling, you know. Stop being complacent. Yeah, if you want more for your life, you can 
man, anything, anything is possible. Uh-huh. I know, I'm, I'm, I know I talk about this a lot, <laughs> the, the Marine Corps, but when we were in Iraq, biggest saying was <clears throat> complacency kills. It does. I thought it was so stupid. I thought a lot of stuff was stupid in the Marine Corps. I've come, <laughs> I've come to learn in my 10 years of being out that a lot of it was so meaningful. But yeah. complacency does kill. And even even if we're not talking in the sense of the military, complacency kills your dreams. Mm-hmm. It kills um, what you were made to do. It kills the greatness that you have in you. If you're just complacent and you're happy with you know, your, your average life, man. It's not my life. What does that leave behind? Right. So anyway... We hope this episode uh, really helped you guys out. See you on the next one. See ya. This episode of the Middle Class to Millionaires podcast has ended, but be sure to subscribe for more tips and strategies on entrepreneurship, life, and business to help you create the life you've always dreamed of. Don't forget to rate and review so we can continue to bring you the best content on planet Earth.